Now for our story. Tonight, Bill Mead hadn't been able to face another lonely dinner in his little bungalow at the Wakefield Auto Court. He'd walked into town. Passing by a small restaurant converted from an old railroad car, brightly lit and hopefully called the dining car, Bill caught the aroma of steak and onions. As he opened the door, went in out of the cold, clean air into the bright warmth and the confusion of noises, he was shocked for a moment out of his lonely abstraction, the worried thoughts which had been occupying his mind. A young soldier was standing by the cash register paying his check. He looked up automatically as Bill let the door slam behind him. Then a broad smile appeared on the soldier's face. Well, I'll be darned. Sergeant Meade. Well, hiya, Dan. Get a load of the civilian clothes. I should have said Mr. Meade. How's it feel? <laughs> I'm not sure yet. Uh, to tell you the truth, I never feel quite dressed. <laughs> Funny how you get used to those CI uniforms. Yeah. I'll bet you're not complaining, huh, Sergeant? Uh, no, I'm not complaining. <laughs> Brother, I'd sure be happy to trade with you any old time. When are you getting out, Dan? Yes, I don't know. I wish I did. Yeah, I know how you feel. Well, I'm not squawking. I've had it a lot easier than a lot of the boys. I sure would like to get home and see the wife and kids. Hey, that reminds me. Old Hawkins told me just this morning that your wife had a baby. Congratulations, Bill. That's swell. Thanks. Thanks, Sam. I'm sorry I haven't got a cigar. (laughs) That's all right. I'm strictly a cigarette man anyway. Uh, Tell me about it, Bill. Is the boy? Yeah. Yeah, That's the boy, all right. Ah, that's fine. Our first was a girl, but our second was a boy, Dan Jr. Sure was excited the night he was born. Uh, but I guess you didn't have to go through that when it got out in the hospital corridor, did you? Didn't you tell me your wife's been out of town? Uh, she was in California. Boy, I bet you were glad to see her get off that train. I remember once that Punky, that's my wife, she went to Ohio to visit her sister. She was gone for just three weeks, and it seemed like three years. <laughs> now I haven't seen her for six months. Yeah, that's a long time. You look sort of tired, Bill. Civilian life getting you down? Oh, no, not especially. It's just a... Yeah, I know what you're going to say. It takes a while to get readjusted. And, of course, with your wife just back and kid and all. But believe me, brother, you're a lucky guy, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I... I'm a lucky guy, all right. Then Dan left after showing Bill a snapshot of his two babies and his pretty young wife. As he turned back off to camp, he thought rather wistfully that some fellas didn't know when they were well off. Meanwhile, Bill Mead choked down a sandwich and a cup of coffee, paid his bill, and started off for home. Before he'd gone far, he realized his footsteps had carried him past David Bowman's house. He felt the need to talk to someone, get another, perhaps a wiser viewpoint, regarding a decision he'd made. So, a short while later... Good evening, Mr. Bowman. Why, hello, Bill. Come on in. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, speak of the devil. We were just talking about you. We? Oh, well, Mr. Bowman, if you have company, no, maybe no, I'd better no, not... No, 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 no. Aunt Mary's here. I'm sure she'll be glad to see you. Aunt Mary, huh? Yes, she was my guest at dinner tonight. Oh, gosh, I'm in luck tonight. You know, the two people I wanted to see are you and Aunt Mary. So look who's here, Mary. Why, Bill, me. This is a nice surprise. David and I were just talking about you. <laughs> hello, Aunt Mary. Yeah, Mr. Bowman just told me. Uh, did my ears be burning? <laughs> oh, no, Bill. We were saying some nice things, weren't we, David? I should say we were. Well, then that makes me feel better. 
Uh, I was just on my way home from dinner, so I thought I'd stop by. I have something to ask you. Well, uh, look here. Uh, if you two want to talk business or something personal, I'll just... Oh, no, no, Aunt Mary, no. I, as I told Mr. Bowman, I wanted to talk to you, too. See, I was thinking of dropping by the farm tomorrow, but, well, this is all the better. Here, sit over here, Bill. Oh, thanks. What's on your mind, Bill? Well, Aunt Mary, I've told you something about what's been going on. Did Mr. Bowman tell you I went to see a lawyer? No, I didn't mention it, Bill. I knew you'd tell her yourself when you were ready to. Yeah. Well, you see, Aunt Mary, Skip refused to give me a divorce. Oh, I see. So I just had to go ahead on my own. Miss Bowman sent me to see Angus McKillop. She's a very smart lawyer. And as honest as they come, you can be sure of that. Yeah, I figured that. And besides, I knew any friend of Mr. Bowman's would be all right. <laughs> I'm hoping that when Kid realizes that I definitely want a divorce, or maybe she'll get it herself, I'd feel a lot better about it if she'd file a suit. You know how it is. Man hates to have to do it. Well, I think that's a very decent attitude, Bill. But on the other hand, if Kid won't file a suit, I'll just have to go ahead. But what I wanted to talk to you two about is this. I got an awful jolt when I talked to Mr. McKillop. Huh? How do you mean? Well, I'd never thought about it much before. There were so many other things to settle. But, well, he asked me what I intended to do about the child. Well, Bill, that's very important. Have you decided what you're going to do about the baby? Yes, I have, Aunt Mary. I guess you people will both think I'm crazy, but... But I've decided I want that child. I want to bring him up myself. I see. You want to have custody of him? Yeah. Why? There's nothing crazy about that? No, I understand how you feel, Bill. I think it's only natural that you should want your own son. Of course it is. As a matter of fact, I've been thinking about it a lot myself. The prospect of that baby being brought up by the Calvert's growing up in that atmosphere has given me a great deal of distress. I can't help remembering what it's done to Kip. Yeah, I thought about it that way, too. Oh, gosh, I, I don't set myself up as perfect, you know, but I think I do a better job of training that kid, making a decent, honest human being of him than Ben Calvert possibly could. I suppose my attitude all through this thing would look pretty funny to anyone who didn't know the whole history. What with my being Kit's uncle, Ben's brother-in-law, but I know only too well how damaging Ben's influence can be. I saw what he did to my own sister, Kathleen, after he married her. And Kit... Uh, I'm not saying this out of any vindictiveness, but frankly, I, I feel that Kit is no fit mother for that child. Not with her present attitude toward life. And as long as she remains under Ben's influence, it's very unlikely that she'll change. Yeah, I know. That's too bad, too. I'm very sorry for Kit. I even realize all that she's gone through. But just the same, it seems to me that the most important thing right now, well, about the only thing, is my boy's future. I... Well, Mary, you haven't said much. Well, Bill, it's, it's your problem. Nobody can tell you what to do. But I think your attitude is right to consider the child first. Uh, perhaps I can get a reliable woman to come in during the day. Of course, there must be someone available. <laughs> anyway, I'm pretty sure I could help a lot with this care myself. 
<laughs> when I was a kid, the people next door had a new baby. I was crazy about it. Uh, I got so I could get it to stop crying when its own mother couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill, if you ever need any advice or moral support, I'd be only too glad to help. Oh, thanks, Aunt Mary. I'll probably have to call on you, too. Ah, <laughs> oh, but gosh, he's, he's such a good little guy. He hardly ever cries. Even Kit admits that. Kit. If you could only be sure about how she feels, Bill. Yeah. Well, Aunt Mary, perhaps I shouldn't say this because I'm not even sure that Kit meant it. But I don't believe Kit wants that child. You shouldn't say it if you're not sure, Bill. But Aunt Mary, what's a guy to think? She... Well, she came right out and said she wished she'd never had the child. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it makes me feel awful, too, because I can't help but feel responsible for her attitude. Well, if I only had any hope that we could work things out. But I haven't. I know we'll never make a go of our marriage. Well, it's terribly difficult, Bill. Kit is so filled with Ben's influence. And it's almost impossible for any of us to know what about her is honest and what isn't. She might have spoken purely out of anger. Well, there's one thing we can be sure of. That's Ben. He's not going to sit back and give up his own flesh and blood without a fight. No. I'm afraid you're right, David. If I know Ben, and I think I do, Bill, you're going to be in for quite a struggle. Yeah, I guess I will. Well, if Mr. Calvert wants a fight, he's going to get one. You say that with much determination, Bill. But I wonder if you realize what you're up against. Ben Calvert is not a man who gives up easily. David is probably right when he says it isn't likely that he'd be willing to relinquish the baby boy he believed to be his own grandson. But Ben doesn't know, and neither do you, Bill, that the baby for whose custody you're prepared to fight the baby whose life you spent so many anxious hours in planning is neither your son nor kid. 